0: Today is January 30th. We are getting closer and closer to spring training. It feels like the roster is just about finished. So now what? What does 2023 actually look like? You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Jens guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up Jake?
1: (laughs) How about I not look at you like I'm going to kill you this week?
0: (laughs) If you guys didn't watch the YouTube last week, that's a good reason to go back. And just kind of sift through it if you don't want to, if you've already listened to the audio or whatever, <laughs> just sift through because I got I got a few looks from from Tired Jake last week that are really funny. <laughs> you're you're definitely gonna want to uh, check those out. How you doing? Oh, not too bad,
1: man. Back back in the homestead down here in in the deep south, and
0: <laughs> in the I the tell deep you what.
1: I tell you it's not, it's not, uh, it's not quite as warm as I was hoping. Yeah. We had all that, all that snow and everything up in Ohio. And I was like, let's go back to warmer red- weather. I'm ready. And man, we got back. It was still in the forties.
0: How were the roads on your drive? Um, Sunday, was it Sunday or Saturday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. we left Columbus and went back
1: into, uh, you know, Eastern Ohio and, um, they were not great coming out of Columbus. Yeah. Not great at all. I can't imagine. But, but, I mean, once we got, I don't know, 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes out of Columbus, they were just wet. Oh. Yeah, it was fine.
0: Mostly I highway, our, too. Our
1: local, our local high school, Toronto High School, they they canceled classes on Wednesday, and then it turned out to be all rain.
0: Oh, really? Oh, we got <laughs> a ton more snow.
1: Yeah, they guess they I guess they just got a bunch more rain.
0: Oh geez. But we left we left
1: Wednesday morning around like a little after seven and it was just raining. Yeah. And we hit snow around I think it was right around Columbus here just uh, before yeah. Columbus again. And then it was rain the rest of the way once yeah. we got to about Cincinnati.
0: It's been wild. Uh our kids didn't are you know, we have one in school right now, but all of our schools around here were canceled. Um Katie didn't even go to work. Like they were just like yeah. work from home, no, no college classes, no, you know what I mean, anything like that. So, yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, that's the thing about yeah, living I, in like rural areas and stuff. It's like yeah, but the roads are okay, and it's like yeah, until you get off that road. <laughs> as soon as you get off that road, they haven't touched it. I know they didn't pass yeah. our road until you know late in the afternoon. Yeah, but anyway,
1: no, I have I have all wheel drive, and I was in the I was in the passing lane because. I mean, there was a light dusting over it, but it didn't, it wasn't bad. Next thing I know, I'm like, oh, it's already, it's getting bad. And so I went to get back over and I just slid into the other lane. And then I just,
0: you know, yeah,
1: foot off, foot off the gas. That's, you know what I mean? <laughs> just foot off the gas. You'll regain
0: control and then don't panic. I hate winter. I'm ready for baseball. I'm starting to see some of the videos of some of the guys hitting. Mm -hmm. I I watched Mm -hmm. that video of Henry Davis hitting and this might be a hot take and you guys might think I'm nuts, but like, dude, the launch angle is ruining baseball. Like he just doesn't look good. He's dipping his back shoulder and, and like, and I watch all these guys and they're all like, that's it right there. And I'm like, that looks awful. (laughs) Why are you dipping? And they do. That's like the goal. The goal is to do this now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I understand that, you know, numbers are what they are, and launch angle's important, but you look stupid. Don't you have to look good first? <laughs> you look good, you play good. <laughs> Apparently not, because you don't hit enough fly balls. So, I don't know. I It's just, I don't this, like that swing. And it's also, like, a right-hander swing, too. Yeah. And it's just, like, I get it. He's a power guy. Whatever. Like, when I watch, and, and I've, and I've kind of chalked this up as, like, I don't like... Uh, what the heck's his name, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. I don't like him that much, and like I don't like his swing. It's it's yeah. that same swing. Like That's who he looked like to me, to which I'm like, sure, if he gets the results that Pete Alonzo gets, I can't really be <laughs> mad about it. Right. It just doesn't yeah. look good for me. That's all.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: I, I miss Starling that. Marte's swing where he doesn't even pick up the foot. Man, I used to love his swing. Still do. So, all right. Well, that's anyway. us
1: being a little old school again. Yeah, right? we're old school guys, <laughs> old heads
0: over here. Yeah. Go ahead, shoot, shoot your shot at us. That's fine. We can deal with it. <laughs> so what do we got to talk? Well, we'll start off today and then we'll just, we'll do this real quick and then we'll move on and get into all of our stuff. But like, hey, a little uh, congrats to Scott Rowland, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scott Rowland going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we did our little Hall of Fame thing last week. Uh, He was on both of our lists, as were some more people. (laughs) None of those (laughs) guys got in. Jeff Kent's off the ballot was on mine. You know what? Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, yeah, I put him on the ballot, but like, I wasn't real convinced. And if you listen back, I'm like, yeah, I just looked at his numbers, and I said, if you don't look at his numbers, you won't think he's won. I thought because of the fact that it was his last year on the ballot that that was going to be his only chance of getting in. Um, He didn't get Mm -hmm. in, so I, I don't care. Todd Helton... Eleven votes away. Um, no, I think they said nobody's ever been that close without eventually getting in. So essentially, he's in. Yeah. Um, Billy Wagner getting close too, but like I was really surprised at the lack of support for Francisco Rodriguez. It's like ten percent or something. Yeah. I was surprised at that. Other than that, I wasn't too like. I get it. I don't really think, you know, I think some of those guys, like even when we were talking about it, I think we were kind of stretching a little bit. Andrew Jones is climbing. Uh, Todd Helton and Billy Wagner, like those are the ones that are like climbing. And I think we both had Sheffield on there knowing that he's probably not. Um, right. And then the other one was Jeff Kent for me. And then you had a couple other ones. Yeah. Um, and I, I assume that
1: they're not going to get in, but yeah.
0: So anyway, congrats to Scott Rowland. So Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff this summer, right? Yeah. Yep. And you know, of course, Jeff Kent has the shot, the same shot that Fred McGriff did. Right. If you go that far. So, all right. So let's summarize what we're going to talk about this week. Um, The roster. So I kind of said in that little intro, what does 2023 look like? That's a real question. We're not going to tell you what it's going to look like because they've got to play the games. (laughs) So uh, we'll get into that, but, um, you know, let's combine the moves. We've, we've said what our rosters are going to be. We've, we've made all these claims that these guys are going to do this and whatnot. So we're just going to kind of break it down a little bit and just have like a conversation about it. And, um, in a sense, just kind of see where that goes. Um, we have a couple Twitter questions from this week, um, that we'll get into and then we're going to do something at the end of this. I know I kind of hinted at it last week of what we were going to do. We were going to try to come up with something. And I think that we've come up with something that um, that we're going to like to do. So, it's going to be a three-part. So, we'll do this the next three weeks to end the episode out. We're going to do, um, you know, I put I put the, the D in capital as if I was calling this the Bucko Draft. I don't know if that's what we're calling it, but I don't care. If you guys got a good name, get us a name, but it's got to be in by next week. We can't do two weeks of this thing and then name it. Right. So, you know, but what we're doing... Is uh, we've set some some parameters around this, but we're just gonna we're gonna do a quick draft, five players each, and pick. Uh, we're gonna do pitchers this week, so essentially starting rotation, but we'll throw relievers in. Then we'll do outfield, and we're gonna throw catchers in with the outfielders. So outfield catcher, and then we'll do infielders. I don't know if that was the order, but it can be. It is now. <laughs> well, we're at least doing pitchers this week. We know that. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, but we'll talk, we'll talk more about the, the, the uh, I guess, rules, parameters around who we pick and how we pick them, right? Yeah. Um, but it's basically, a, it's, a, it's a historical, I'll, I will throw that in there just so you guys can be looking forward to it. It's historical, but we only went back to 1990 just because we decided to put a cutoff in it. Um, so we're just going to draft our, our best team comprised of only Pirates players back to that point. So that's going to be fun. So let's get into a little bit of pirates news. We're moving along here. What do we got? Andujar clears waivers and invited to spring training. You're excited about that? I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a, I am. I, I'm telling you. I just. I th- I think Andujar has a
1: lot in the tank, and I think what happened is he got injured. First off, he hit twenty. What was it? Twenty four, twenty seven runs. I think. 27 home runs as a rookie in New York. He hasn't hit. Okay, 10 then he gets cents. hurt. Yeah, but then he got hurt. <laughs> he wasn't able to
0: play his position.
1: Yeah. Why? Because the outfield. Because
0: of uh, because of somebody came in and got it and took it.
1: Urshela. Yep. Urshela took it over. And then he comes in and he tries to do something he's not comfortable doing, and he struggles. And what happens in New York when you struggle and you're not oh, they like you Aaron a Judge? They eat you alive. He can come here. He can relax. He can figure out what's going on. He can play first base at Triple A, a place that we don't have a lot of depth at. Moving forward, and he could. I'm not saying don't don't. You know, I'm I'm not like <laughs> Miguel Andujar is our next first baseman. Boom, sold. I'm just saying like he he could something could click there. He's 27 years old. Yeah, it's not that old and he could play here for a few years.
0: So <laughs> Jake said don't 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 because I rolled my eyes at him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but I, I will say this though just to just to kind of clarify here. I was kind of uh my thought process there wasn't yeah, he's not going to figure it out. My thought process was is I don't know if they're going to have him play first base.
1: No, I don't either. Okay, but okay. But it's a but that's a a spot that we don't have a lot of depth at. Well, don't play him in the outfield. We got a million guys out
0: there. Yeah, but I, I just think in AAA right now, you're going to see Mason Martin and uh, and what's his name? They're going to be there because that's what one of those two have to step up. What the heck's his name? That's fair. uh, Not Nunez. Malcolm Nunez. One of those two have to figure first base out. Or else we're going to free agency for first base, right? Or somebody else. They need to figure out their swings. I mean,
1: both of them played first base. They know how to play first base. I think they're more, I would about say, at bats.
0: I would say Mason Martin is more comfortable defensively there than Nunez is. But yes, but you know what I'm saying? But they're going they're to get, get their yes. reps at first base. Yeah. I think Har's in fair. the outfield or just flat out DH. Um, uh, but I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't change any of what you just said. Right. It's just right. I. I, my thought process was when you said first base, that's the only reason I, so I just wanted to clarify that. My, and
1: my, just, yeah, but I'm just saying he's a corner infielder by trade.
0: Yeah. 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 He's a, third, he's a
1: baseman. third baseman. So we're locked up for third base.
0: Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see who gets to play there every day and. Indianapolis and I mean chances are it's Triolo right but I mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Triolo I mean there are there are some guys out there who say watch spring and they think he has a shot of making this roster if he doesn't and he goes to Indianapolis which is what I assume will happen because we you know, understand how they work most of the time I would look to see him play a, good, a, a fair amount of shortstop just because they are going to be looking at anyone they can that if something would happen to the shortstop position in Pittsburgh, they're going to need somebody to step in. And if he's playing it well, I I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Yeah. So, um, the glove is there for him, right? So, you know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they, how they go through that. But Andrew Hart clears waivers. And to me, when I looked at this, we, you know, obviously we recorded before this happened, uh, that happened later Friday night. Um, and, You know, I kind of thought about this and I was like, that just surprised me, not because I didn't want it to happen or because I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about it. What surprised me was that we included him in all of our things because we assumed, first and foremost, regardless of what we felt about him, that they liked him and they wanted to see more. He was the first guy they locked up as far as arbitration guys, and it was way before the rest of them. And Mm -hmm. so they were aggressive in that, and it just really felt like, Oh, this guy is—is is their guy? They're gonna wait him out, and s- I mean, he only played what nine games with us or something goofy like that. Like it, yeah. So they really didn't see him, and in a sense, it looks like that's what they're doing with, with Valade. They're just saying like we haven't seen him yet. We want to wait till we see him before we do something with him, and that's been really surprising to me. And maybe the same with Connor Joe, but the more I thought about it. Anduar has no options. Mm -hmm. Anduar already has a contract for one and a half million, almost 1.6 million. He's almost double the price of what those other two guys will cost. And it's not about let him go to see if somebody will take on that money. No, it's literally no one is going to claim him because if they claim him, they have to take the contract with him. No one's going to do that. Not that, not that that's a lot of money, but like for what role he can, legitimately fulfill today, guys. In in January, your roster's mostly full. Yeah. And so there's only a couple teams who would do this. And so I thought it was a really kind of a big brain move in a way because you assumed he's gonna make it through this. And he's going to accept the assignment because if he doesn't, he's getting a minor league deal somewhere. Right. You may as well get your one and a half million and, and play in the minor leagues. Yeah. So and not only that, but I'm sure there was a conversation in the background like he's still going to spring training and he's still going to get a shot to make this roster. All that means is if Connor Joe or Ryan Vallade or one of these guys completely falls off the table or someone lands on the 60 day, like we talked about. You got Heinemann to add on. If it if it keeps coming, then you have a spot. And if he really earns his way onto that roster, he could still be there. I really don't I think that his chances are definitely slimmer. Yeah. But there's still a path for him to be there on opening day. I'm not saying he's going to be by any shot. I'm not. I'm just saying the path is there. And I think that's what a lot of what we're going to be getting into um uh, here in a minute. But let's let's move on real quick because I want to get to that conversation. International signing Jun Suk Shim from Korea. They're, they're 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 doing this one up, right? I mean, they're excited about this kid. Yeah. Um and I've been like, yeah, he's 18. You know, we'll see him. We'll see how he goes. And it's going to be a long time before we hear. But like, I, this is big, I feel like. And maybe they're just doing this, but I don't think so. I think this is a legitimate excitement. I think they feel yeah. like they really got somebody special. I mean, he's 18. He's like 6'4, 215 already.
1: Yeah, he's a big kid. I like it. I mean, throws hard. You see some, you see some clips of him I and he looks, pitches look like they're shaped well. I don't know translate that to a major league baseball, you, you don't know exactly what you're going to get, but I
0: don't but know there's how much development time, ourselves. right? hundred oh, percent. So all of that still to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I it seems exciting. Uh, it's time, it's time to just, you know, develop and execute on that. Another yep. little hint to what is coming. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the time here. I have all those numbers listed. We do get official numbers now. Answers a couple questions of numbers. If people care about numbers, I'm going to go ahead and pass this one up unless there's anything that sticks out, of you, out to you. I think it's interesting that Travis Swaggerty gets a single-digit number after playing seven games, or not even, after getting seven at-bats, and yeah. Jack Swinski stays at 65 as rookie number. Do you think that's his choice, do you think they just maybe haven't had that conversation yet? Yeah, I'm not sure
1: on that one. <laughs> it, you know, maybe he just liked it. I don't know. But uh, I, I, the, one, the one that was interesting to me was Austin Hedges taking 18. Mm. That's going to be that's – a, that's a tough number, I mean.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily – that's a good point. I don't know if it's necessarily a it's tough number. I, be, okay, so you're going straight to Kendall. Yeah. And just saying, yeah, because of that. I can see that a little bit more. But, I mean, like, we didn't say, like, oh, I, I mean, I forgot that Ben Gamble was even wearing 18. Right, right. But I didn't think about it. I think that it's a, it's been an important number, but I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. You wonder how much, you know, guys think about it. I know that, you know, we've been told that we care way too much about uniform numbers, (laughs) um, or not even way too much, but more, you know, we like them more than other people ever even pay attention to them. And I think there's some players out there (laughs) who maybe don't care, um, but for the most part, I bet you, I bet you guys do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think if you're, I don't know. I guess it depends. But Jihuan Bay down to a single digit too, getting number three, um, which fittingly, you know what I mean. Smaller player, you kind of see that. But um, it is interesting to see some of, you know, some of those types of thing. Andy going straight to number twenty five. I like that. Mm-hmm. Don't give him one of those rookie numbers. I like that. It's a good one. Who was like that last year? I was trying to think there was somebody else who, oh, well, Kanan Smith and Jigba and Cal Mitchell went straight into 28 and 31. I think, I don't know if they yeah,
1: had Castro Castro has four or four, 14.
0: Castro had a big number. Did he? Yeah. Now I have to pull this up and I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on this. And now I am because I, you, you get me, this is Sorry. what you do. You get me on these things. <laughs> Anybody would. Uh, All right, Rudy, where are you at? Right there. So, Cal Mitchell only wore 31. Smith and Jigba only 28. Yeah. Uh, Castro wore 61 and 21, and then, th- and then last year moved to 14. Gotcha. So, like, 64. Did I say 61? Yeah. I, I, I saw the 21. 64, he wore. So, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, you had uh, Jack Swinsky wearing 65. I just thought for sure Yeah. that that number would change. You know what I mean? But... Apparently not. Apparently all it takes is get nine at-bats, Swaggerty had. Nine at-bats, and you get to change your number. Ten games for Jihuan Bay. you get a low number. But not Jack Swin- He, I mean, like I said, it's not the end. It's not right. the end of the winter. He could still get a different net number if he wants. But moving on here. Numbers are fun. We like numbers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I tweeted out, if you guys uh, follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out this big long thing about numbers that I thought was really interesting and probably most of you are like, why does this guy care? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's talk about this. Um, It's kind of the big thing here. Roster construction is pretty much finished, right? So you've got your design, you've got your construction, you put all this roster together and you're sitting here, we're making opening day projections. We're thinking about how we can do the lineup. We know basically who's starting most positions. Derek Shelton did say that second base is an open position. He said yesterday or today or whatever day. So it is a full blown competition is the way he basically said it. That's paraphrased. I don't know if that was exactly, but that's what he means. Like it is not Castro's to lose apparently. Right. Um, it is a competition. They're going to have to go and battle it out. And I would imagine that includes Castro Bay and Marcano. Um, regardless Mm. of how many people want to see Bay in center field. I, I don't see that happening. Um, he's a second baseman first and he'll help out in the outfield. I could be wrong. I'd love to, I don't mind being wrong. It just means we get to talk about more things, but I just don't see it happening. Um, right. So with that said, We've got the starting pitchers. We've brought in Rich Hill. we brought in Vince Velasquez. The bullpen looks to be rounded out. I've seen a lot of people talk about how our bullpen is going to be the death of us. I've seen other people who've said the bullpen will probably be the, the only reliable thing on the team. So that could really go anywhere, and I guess that's the point. You've built your roster, and now where does it go from here? Where do you see? So I'm, I'm not asking you to, oh, they're going to win. 70 or 80 games like i'm not asking you to do that right um and we may develop some of those beliefs and some of those thoughts as we go and uh i'm a little reluctant to do so we've we've done it every year i'm i'm usually wrong um same well but it's the idea that you say okay what i'm gonna do and this is the way i do it right is i take i get an idea and i and i say if they play bad then they're probably going to land in this area 100 losses Right, And that's exactly where they ended. If they play really well with this team, how do I see them doing? And for me last year, it was around 75 wins. right? And so I figured I'm picking somewhere in between. And I don't remember my exact pick, but I think I picked like 68 to, to 71. Somewhere around there, I think it was like middle of the tier 92 losses or something like that. I forget what it Or maybe it was 90. It might have been something like that, right? And so it was somewhere in that range um that I thought this this is where it is because I could see them playing well and getting this high, I could see them playing poor and getting this low. This team's no different. Does this team look better than last year on paper? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um so let's just kind of let's kind of break it down a little bit. I mean, if you if you were to say if you just look at the infielders are you looking forward to this? Do you think this is an improvement or do you think there's still a lot of question marks? Like where are you at with the infield that we have right now?
1: I mean, I like what we have right now. And, and especially if, if there is a spot that is an open position, yeah, that's just going to drive people to work harder. And, you know, you're going to have to outperform your peers and it creates that little inside competition. And that that's, that's good for, uh, development that's good for just reaching and getting, getting that little bit better. Um, but I, I like what I like what we're looking at on the infield. First base is just unbelievably better.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's about league average, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it definitely... It's not like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it is a, a vast improvement from last year, even going into the year. Um, yeah. I know that's going to be major... Um, like improvement when I look at the team and I say, well, last year I we had Yoshi starting the year and I assumed we were going to be the worst first base in the league. And <laughs> I'm just, that's what I said. Right. <laughs> so whatever. But I mean, you, you have confidence in these two first basemen. They're going to be, I don't know how they're going to work them in. I don't know how they're going to use them both. Um, especially with McCutcheon here, probably taking the bulk of the at bats at the at the DH spot. I'm not sure what that all looks like, but dude, I will tell you what, there's you're going to compete to play hard, or you're going to compete yeah. to get at bats. I mean, and so yeah. I think that there's positivity there. I'd rather have you know too many good players than not enough. I think uh, on the on the other side of the infield, though, I think your question marks to stay on that side. Your question mark is second base because it's an open. I like the positivity that you put there, but um, you know what it means is that we don't know, and it's a lot like second base was last year. We just don't know. Somebody has yeah, to but, step up and do something.
1: Yeah, and I get that, but I feel like our our uh, potential candidates are better.
0: You like you like the group of Castro Bay Marcano better than Castillo. Tucker and Newman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's where you're at. Yeah. And so, and that makes sense. Um, and then obviously Josh Van Meter came in and played in front of all of them. I'm just kidding. Um I mean he, t- he kind of did, but still. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time I wasn't gonna give you a look? <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. That's it's <laughs> not really even you're looking through me. Oh um, anyway. On the other side of the infield, I think those are two players who are primed to make the next step forward, and I think that's one of those things where, you, if you, for young players like that, it's not always about looking, to see, well, what did they do last year. It's it's more about what are they going to do this year. I mean, we've seen that Key Brian Hayes has potential at the plate. And it hasn't happened other than the, the the short stint that he came up at the end of the year. Um, but he's also played through some injuries. And I hate to just use that as an excuse year in and year out because that in and of itself is also a thing that you say, but it, can he stay healthy? And so mm-hmm. it's not a rub on his ability. I think the ability is there. I think to me, I, I don't have much question about the ability. Um, I, I'm i not saying like, Oh, I, I, I know he'll end up hitting 30 homers. Like, no, he's probably not going to be that guy, but if he can give me, you know, 12 to 18 home runs to go along with that defense and he's hitting the ball well. Um, but I'm telling you th- there's still untapped power potential there. I, I,
1: I think Derek Shelton said that he's got a lot, like he, yeah. he could hit 30.
0: Yeah. And that, I mean, that's... I'm not looking forward
1: to... Like, th- I mean, I'm sure everyone would look forward to yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm not looking for that. I'm just saying that, that you know, there yeah. are people who think that he has that type of potential.
0: Yeah, he's two years in the league, right? He's played right. two years in the league. Um, and so when you look at that, he's 26 years old. He's just now coming into those power years. Now, I know that that's maybe also a little outdated, but a lot of a lot of guys that power kind of develops between 26 32 are kind of your big power years and you know if he comes into his own and ends up having what if, what for Key Brian Hayes is his big power years in the next 5 6 years where maybe maybe his power years are 20 somewhere in the 20s that's fine i mean that's that's neil walker you know mm-hmm. what i mean if he can get us neil walker production at the plate where he's hitting anywhere from, you know, 15 to 22 home runs in that range and hitting us 260 to 280, getting on base and then playing that defense. Well, that contract's a great contract for us. Yeah. And so if he turns into that, that's absolutely going to help the team and be great. And for anyone who says like, well, I don't think so because he plays third. I don't care. You're replacing a spot in the lineup. I don't care what (laughs) position you play on defense. Like yeah, he will fulfill everything that Neil Walker did. If he puts up Neil Walker numbers and Neil, mm-hmm. anybody going to tell me Neil Walker wasn't productive when he was here. Right. Uh, you know, you're crazy. Right. So anyway, I just think, and O'Neal Cruz, I don't even have to get into that. Right. Right. He's a freak. We all get mm-hmm. it. All the things, but he will continue to get better. He's only 24. He's going to continue to get better. Um, and as he does, boy, I tell you, he could be really exciting. We we're not, we're not talking about if he can give us fifteen home runs. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> we're we're hoping for twenty five, and then, I mean, this guy has the potential to be a forty homer guy at some point in his, in his mm-hmm. career. So, um, I, I I do think that that's better. the The difference is, as we just talked about, first base. I'm not concerned about. To be honest with you, I'm not. Right. It is what it is. It hap- What yeah. happens happens. They're probably both here for one year. Second base is important because there has to be a battle that has to be won by someone, even if it's just a short one, because there's other yeah. guys coming, but the two guys on the left side, if they don't get better, then that's where this thing falls apart because they're mm-hmm. important. Absolutely. So moving into the outfield, I think there's a little bit less there. I mean, Brian Reynolds, whatever the situation is there, maybe we'll have a short conversation about that. Um, but then, you know, obviously the mix of outfields. We've been talking about outfielders a lot on this show. And so, you know, we've shared our thoughts about Sawinski. We've shared our thoughts about, you know, the the cast of the rest of them. I'm eager mm-hmm. to see guys like Kanan Smith and Jigba who really just got ripped off of an injury and didn't get to really get the, the cup of coffee that Cal Mitchell did and that Jack Sawinski did. I don't know. I mean, a lot of guys are still really high on him. To be honest with you, like, I got no clue. I just feel like I don't know. I I just have no opinion at all. What I see from Cal Mitchell was he's not a great defender, but he's too good for AAA. Like, his numbers are sick in AAA. Mm -hmm. And then he comes up, and it's like the the unfortunate piece of this is is if Cal Mitchell doesn't get major league at-bats, Cal Mitchell's not going to become a major league player. And so some of that is... Now, if the Pirates have enough data to say, "I understand your numbers look good, but this is what you need to work on," then he could still be in AAA and work on those things, and say, right. "When you figure that out down here, then you'll be able to figure everything else out up, you know, in the show." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. The point is, is, is like the roster construction is there, everything's there, and all this goes to the starting rotation too. Ronzi Contreras has to take a step forward. Mitch Keller has to show us that what happened last year that he did in the offseason and then struggled to put it into practice. But when he did, when they got it all figured out, he was really good. Yeah. He has to be able to just do that now for a whole season. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go be that guy. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're going to come out of this. I mean, projected ERA right now on Fangraphs is 438. It's gotta be lower than that. Absolutely. So yeah, it's it's really interesting. And obviously, you know, like I said, we've we've had a lot of conversations about the starting rotation with, you know, whether Rich Hill stays the whole year, whether Velasquez makes it because of the up and coming guys, the development of Priester and Burroughs and and Bolton and and um I'm not thinking of somebody here.
1: Did you say Burroughs?
0: Yeah, oh, Ortiz and Oviedo, like those kind yeah. of guys. Like those guys, as they move forward, are very important. Very, very important. And we are, as fans, we count on them because we're excited about them, but like all this has to be executed. and it's And it might not be by some of these guys. One of these guys could end up hurt and then miss a whole year, and then we're saying the same things this time next year about that player because we didn't even get to see it. And so... Um, now it's time to execute. We're going to make our picks, I'm sure, coming up. Spring training, we're going to sit here and we're going to say, I think they're going to win this many games. I think they're going to win this many games. There's no way they're going to lose 100 games. It all matters on whether or not they execute. It's not as easy as signing players and trading for players. Now it's up to the players. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they got to go out there and they got to go to work.
0: Um, let's go ahead and take a break and get into the rest of this. But before we do, um, I had something I was literally going to ask you on that topic before we went to the break. And I'm already forgetting. Looks like we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break and be right back. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge, the number two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. And we're back here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Uh, we're going to do a couple comments, a couple Twitter questions. We just kind of put that out there earlier today and just said we're recording on Friday night. Um, so just wanted to add a couple things. If anybody had anything, uh, for us to talk about, see if they sparked anything and we could kind of shift our conversation a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, Mm. but it's funny right after I said that, uh, S learn 15 comes right in and says, so this means there'll be some big pirates news tomorrow. (laughs) Every time there's a gap between recording day and release date, (laughs) something happens. And that is so very true. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but also, he, this is, uh, he, he did say to us uh, with the 2023 team already looking better, talent than 2022, and more on the way. I like how he calls that out. It's just what we were just talking about. The talent right. is better for sure. Yeah. Uh, he says Shelton actually has some cards to play with. Is this a do-or-die season for him, and is he the right man to lead this ship in 24 and beyond? I'll start off there by saying th- this is the last year on his contract. It was a four-year deal, yeah. um, but I'll, but I'll throw it to you first.
1: I, I don't necessarily think it's a do-or-die. I think that if I think if it goes very poorly, then it's a, then it's a die. I think if it goes okay or better, then I, I think they. I think they look at, you know, re bringing him back. Personally, I don't love his managerial style. I don't hate it. Like I'm not going to sit here and dog Derek Shelton. I just it's hard to. Some of the, right, some of the things that he that he does with the, you know, manipulation of the cards per se, you know, I mean, it's not like he has a ton to work with before, but there's still things I could think he could have done better but that's also hindsight being 2020 you know in the moment there were there were a handful of times There are handful there's gonna be a handful of times when you you second guess tito francona too you know what i mean you are be like oh what are you doing that here for and then it works for him (laughs) well then it doesn't work and you're like see i told you so
0: you know yeah i don't know so uh, would it be fair to say that, that Shelton has been consistent on those things, though, that you don't like? Yeah,
1: I, I, th- I think so.
0: So if if you're looking at it that way, and I, I say that just to say that, you you know, this next thing, and I think that because of the fact that you said yes, and I feel like you'll agree with me, but um, it seems to be that's the plan. You know, they all come up with their plan, and if he was kind of all over the place, like you did this and then you left this guy you know you left this guy in but then you took this guy out or you or or vice versa and then you mm-hmm. he pitched two innings and this guy pitches one and what's your reasoning behind that like why are you inconsistent? he was very consistent in the things that you disliked um and and that's the part where I'm like, well then that tells you that if I'm if I'm speaking it into benefit of the doubt, I'm saying, they have the data, they know more than we do because they see the players. We know that to be true, those two things to be true. And what you disagree with really is the plan. Um, but then if you're if you're not saying it is nice, you say like the man, they just got no clue what's going on and their game plan sucks. So you know what I'm saying? like it's one or the yeah. other and I'm better with the first one mm-hmm. than I am the second one, obviously. Um, but it's still a matter of opinion on which one you think it is. I tend to always believe that even though we like to complain about the moves that are being made and all these things, I tend to always believe that like, if I had the, the access to the same information that they did... I wonder if my opinion would still be what it is, the one that I shout on Twitter about, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, I wonder yeah. if it if it would be the same because I don't get to see these guys practice. I don't get to have conversations with them and find out what really, what they want and what they're striving for. Yeah. I, I just don't know these things. And none of us do, right? Because it, we don't have relationships with these guys. And I think if you did, I think it would maybe change your perception on some of these guys, maybe some of them, it'll change your perception for the worse and some of them for the better. But the point is, uh, you know, the, they know more than we do. And sometimes it's not just based on results, but it's based on ability and talent and things like that. As far as that goes into Shelton, um, I would say kind of the similar as you is I would say it's not really a do or die, but a don't and die. Like, because the thing is, is you have to define what do is. Right. It's not playoffs. So it, it depends on what do really is. If you see progression, he's doing. It's yeah. it's just kind of hard to measure. Uh, right. But I think that there is, if you lose 100 games this year, you're gone. You're gone. And I think that's, that's absolutely it. You cannot do another year of 100 losses. Not with this roster. Last year, I would have liked to see that. That wasn't the roster that he had.
1: I think my cutoff would be about 95. I think if he loses 95 or more,
0: there's just something about that number 100. Oh, absolutely. But if you lose 95, 95 but like 40 of them are by one run, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think 95 could be, yeah, but you know, if the offense actually scores runs this year. Right, I might, I might, I might say like, yeah, but if the pitching, you know what I mean, like at least there was something that was better, you know. I don't know, uh, but I'm not going to throw numbers out there too much. So, we're, we're kind of there, right? So the yeah. next one we have there is uh, from Noah Wrights, who uh, Noah wrights for, since we're using Twitter handles, um, who's asked some stuff. Who's been on here before? Apparently Reynolds wants to stay in Pittsburgh now. Do you believe that? And then he sends me a screenshot of um of a screen clipping somebody has, and it says, and, and the screenshot says, and by the way, Reynolds wants out of here about as much as Andrew McCutcheon does, which is to say, not at all. I had I scrounged for this, um, trying to find this exact piece and to see you know where where they were going and how they got this information. Um, I did uh I did get a hold of of Gary friend gary over at the pirates fan forum you guys uh listen to that podcast if you don't um but basically he uh it was it's a subscription thing that i don't have and he basically said yeah it's just a bunch of stuff that he said just a bunch of stuff i've been saying all all (laughs) all winter long and so it's basically nothing new it feels like um i guess my understanding of this is that this was a business move. I mean, we've seen Derek Shelton come out. Uh, I think it was today, but either way, like Friday, today's Friday, so if you listen to this on Monday. Um, he's said, I just talked to Brian yesterday. He's in a great place. He's excited. He's been working hard. We're excited to see him come here. Like, it just felt like there was nothing. Um, there might be a minute where it's like, hey, man, what gives? And then he might say, blah, 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 blah. Fill in the blank of whatever the truth is in this scenario. We don't know. And, right. and most of these guys are, are, are just going to be like, cool. I mean, you're here, we're playing and they're going to see yeah. him put in the work. Like we've assumed that he's going to put in, um, I mean, what's he going to do? Not play. Right. And that's, that's it. He's going to not play. Um, and that's only yeah, going to hurt him. It's just hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, no, I, I don't know if this is, um, if what is written here. Is a big like he wants to go. I think ideally we've heard this from Brian Reynolds before. Ideally, he would like to just sign an extension and be here. That's what he mm-hmm. would. That's if you were to say if 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 you were to just get what you wanted in this whole scenario. I think he would say like, "We'll just sign this deal and I'll stay here." That's what I want. Yeah. And I Make think it simple. Yeah. And maybe this is just an agent thing, kind of overstepping, and he's just not. He's not going to call out his agent. He's not going to be like, no, 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 I never said that. Like, you're not going to do that. But I'm not even going to say that he didn't agree to it either. You know what I mean? Like we don't know. But the thing is, is like, I just don't think it affects anything. And I think Derek Shelton really made that clear um, today or Friday to speak it better. Um, But thanks for those. Um, Those are the two that we, uh, that we picked out there uh, because we want to get into this last little thing. And I'm kind of looking at the time and seeing where we're at and, and we're we're trying to to keep moving here. So we're going to do this uh this little draft thing and we're going to we have from 1990 to current and that's basically your that's your pool of players. Um I didn't really put anything else like it doesn't have to be a he has to have at least played two no, nothing. I don't care if he played 3 games and you want to draft him and he was great for those three. like if you want to draft Luis Ortiz who pitched 5 games last year, you're free to do so. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do whatever you want. And essentially we have five players. You can pick a five man rotation. You can go three and two with some bullpen guys, four and one, whatever you want to do. Um, so we did flip a coin before the episode and I won that coin. Cause you called tails never fails and it does never fail. But in this case it was heads, but tails still never fails somehow. Uh, but I get to pick first. <laughs> 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 I don't know how that works. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's go through our, let's go through our draft real quick here. I'm, I'm pretty excited to do this and I want all of you guys to comment because we're going to leave somebody off this list that you thought should have been on it. And also I want you to let us know who's, uh, who's pitching staff you like better and whatever else you want to say, but hit us up on Twitter. If you're just listening audio, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, write down in the comments, man. Um, put it in there. So I have a a little board here and I can share my screen. We can put it up and we're gonna we're gonna go through this. So as for the number one overall pick, I choose Doug Drabik.
1: I told you that's easy. Easy.
0: (laughs) I didn't know if you He was my number one. Absolutely that was my number one. He won the Cy Young and those numbers when you keep looking are just so good from really ninety to ninety-two, and then he was gone. But like that's a short window. Of three seasons, but those were not numbers.
1: Yeah, but his numbers were good pre ninety too.
0: Oh yeah, like I said, but but, but you but can't. We're only doing ninety. We only yeah, go to know, ninety, so you can't do that. I I only looked at the numbers starting from nineteen ninety.
1: That's fair. So, with my my number one pick is actually a guy I'm not super stoked. You pick number one, but the numbers don't lie, and I gotta pick Garrett Cole. Yeah, he
0: was my number two. So you're you're hundred percent right. Uh <laughs> I was surprised to see how convincing those numbers were. Yeah. Um, because I, I just remember like he had the one I, I keep I always tell myself, he had the one really, really, really good year. Mm-hmm. And that was the last of the three playoff years, the, the twenty fifteen, right? And then I just felt like 16 and 17, there was just the home run trouble and the, the ERA went up a little bit, but like the numbers still stood. Yeah, they did. And it didn't hurt him enough. So yeah, no, it's super good. Um, I have mine and I kind of have them flip-flopped. I've got two guys here and I am imagine you're looking at the same numbers I am. I'd imagine if I don't pick one, you're going to pick the other one. So I'm just trying to think about who I liked better. I'm going to go, and oh man, I just don't know if this is the right move or not, but I'm looking down my list. All right, I'm going to go with Francisco Liriano. Okay. So go ahead and make your pick because I know who it is and then we can... Do you? I think I do.
1: Because I, I got two guys right now that I'm...
0: Was I Liriano gonna... one of them? No. Oh. I mean, he was
1: on my list. He was on my top but 10. Not, you know, he was on my list. But he wasn't but he
0: a 3-4. No. Okay. No, he was not. I picked the wrong guy then. And I put Liriano 3, and then I put the next guy I have on here 4, and then I drew arrows to flip them, and then I didn't flip them. All right, here uh, you got?
1: I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just take uh, – I'm going to go ahead and take A.J. Burnett.
0: Yeah, that was the guy. <laughs> His strikeout numbers are Ridiculous. And I do this thing where I look at at span, and I did a span of 100 games, uh, or no, when I did a a span of 60 games, and it was any time during that time, a span of 60 games with the Pirates, and he's on that list a lot. Like, he had... Him and Liriano are covered on that list. Okay. um, So that puts me to my next pick, and this is where I'm really torn... Because I do want to go with a closer, but I also see so many other guys. And there's one in particular that I have on here that I I really like, but I think I am gonna go with a closer. I'm gonna go with Mark Melanson. Those numbers are ridiculous. And so that will that will I've already I'm already giving it away. Actually, yeah, I'm already giving it away. That's my guy. There's another guy that I could pick, but we'll talk about him later. I think I'll, I think unless you pick all the rest of my guys on here,
1: <laughs> I, I um, so I'm not gonna go uh, since you picked your closer already. You're
0: really I know, right? Already. I just I just gave you freedom to save gonna, your I'm closer gonna, I'm gonna, for i I'm,
1: go, I'm gonna go a little throwback here. Okay, to the early '90s, and I'm gonna go ahead and take Zane Smith.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> this is bizarre. I was so surprised. His numbers he, are so good.
1: You remember before we started recording, I I said, I just replaced one of my top 10 guys. It was with him.
0: Yeah, and I battled on this one too. And I told you I did that span thing. And for a span of 60 games, like it's nuts how often he shows up. Do I have that span one pulled up? I have to go my back.
1: Favorite, my favorite part is between 91 and 92, the dude threw 10 complete games six shutouts.
0: Leo Pagera, huh? I got to get back to this because th- this span is bonkers when you start looking it up with with Zane Smith's numbers. It and maybe it shouldn't surprise me, but it did. Because it I mean, it stacks up there. So, span of 60 games. We're going to go to the Pirates. Oh, I should have picked starter we're going to see a lot of relievers popping in here. Davidas never ask us. That's nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Starter. What? Nothing. Josh Fogg. Oh, that's because I went the wrong way. Davidas never ask us. Showed up on there because it was the worst. Descending. You saw that, and that's why yeah. you're laughing at me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't remember really? seeing him. Okay, so here you go. This is a span of 60 games. Look at Doug Drabik at the top of this thing. The very next guy is Zane Smith. Drabik, Zane Smith. Here's Zane Smith again. Zane Smith again. Zane Smith. I mean, dude. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of this is in the same time, but like it's there. It's written there. You see all these guys that are already on here. We've picked them all already. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. So you got Zane Smith here. Yeah. Um, he actually wasn't even on my top ten, but I did. I did see that. So I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go with Jameson Tyon. Um, and this is. I know it's kind of interesting, but like he yeah. had his. He had his spans of when I when I when I organize it a little bit differently. Um, in those in those different things, like he's he's up there. Uh, this is the wrong one, but number six on the list in strikeouts. 367 ERA. So when I flip that thing, it's a little bit higher. But uh, where's he at? Right here. Some of some of the numbers I, I just I thought I I liked him. This one isn't. This one isn't by starter.
1: I don't think you need to defend this pick very much.
0: You know, some of the numbers aren't quite there, and that's why. Like six. I guess all these guys. Francisco Cordova's on that list too with the strikeouts. <laughs> um, but. Where's he at? Jameson Tynan. See, like, he's 16th in the ERA, but I don't know, man. I I liked a lot of what I saw. Anyway.
1: Yeah, anyway. Well, I was – here's where I I get – I got a lot of guys left that I would love to pick.
0: Well, we can talk about those guys after.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) But I'm going to go ahead and go four starters and a closer as well. Okay even though I really want to put two relievers at the end. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to go ahead and take Joel Handerhan. Okay. And I haven't decided if I'm going to take another one of my relievers. I got you.
0: Okay, so now I have, I have two to pick from. Actually, I have three to pick from. Four on my board are still available because you went Zane Smith, and I did not have Hammer on my list either. But... I will say this, oh my gosh, you know what? I think I have an idea here. I want to concede and let you pick first. It's not even a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. I just wa- I wanted you to eliminate one of my guys. <laughs> Because I really don't know because I'm really torn. The best pitcher I have on here is, I'm
1: hoping you take one of mine so that I can decide between a starter and a reliever.
0: <laughs> okay. Um shoot. The guy that's number seven on my board is a relief pitcher. And he was there in case you went after Melanson early.
1: Let's go ahead and take him.
0: But the guy that's number ten on my list or number nine.
1: You're not gonna you're not gonna take either one of the guys I'm gonna take. I wanna take. Really, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem for me. <laughs> that's why I was when you when we first started this and you had six lines. It's like, oh, we get to do six. I was excited. <laughs>
0: um, man, I and it's weird because you can't talk these through out loud in case you're going to pick right. somebody.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't have Melanson in my top ten either.
0: Really? See, I didn't have Hammer. All right, I'm going to go Tony Watson. Okay, that was one of my. One of my guys, but
1: I still have on my on my ten board. I still have one, two left now.
0: All right. Well, we're we're down to the end here, and I'd like to talk about the guys that are still on my board.
1: I'm gonna go with three starters, two relievers. That's what I, that's what I ended ahead, up doing, and I'm gonna go ahead and take Mike Gonzalez.
0: Oh, I I would have um. Man, that's interesting. That's interesting. He's on my list. I I really... All right. Who's left starters on your list? Cordova. Okay. He's actually on there. All right. I did not have him on here. Matter of fact, he's Isn't down 97,
1: pretty, 98 seasons were ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. So my starters that I still had left were J-Hap. Mm-hmm. Those 11 games were elite. They were. And I, it just wasn't enough. Like, that's what I was fighting with. Yeah. Um. I also have, and this is a very, like, recency bias and a very wishful thinking kind of thing. But, like, Roanzi, I'd be lying if I didn't look at him. Right. And say, hey, man, you have to take that span of 60 kind of thing away and say, okay, like... He lo- and he's, I, and he's gonna get better is, is my thought process. But then I went with actual numbers for other starters though. Edinson Volquez had a really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there was like moments for Bob Musgrove, Walk. Bob Walk. Yeah, it when you look at the whole like when you look at the numbers that he put up in the range that we're talking and everything, you know, it was a little different. Um, so yeah, that's my starters. I also, I also was really close on a few relievers. Actually, Hanrahan, where's he at? Like, I don't have him written down. <laughs> I'm sure that was a mistake. But I have Bednar written down, and I have Jason Grilly and I have Jared Hughes all written down.
1: Jared Hughes.
0: I mean, the, dude, the body of work was ridiculous. I'd,
1: I had Bednar written down. I had Domaso Marte written down. Oh, okay. Domaso Marte was a stud. Grilly,
0: Charlie Morton. Stan Belinda. I didn't write Stan Belinda down. A lot of innings. All right, so here's what we got. We got Drabik, Liriano, and Tyone. And my back end is Watson, Melanson. And you went with Cole, Burnett, Smith, handerhand and Gonzalez. So... Yan has got to let us know who won this. Uh, I I thought maybe we'd get an idea. I I like my bullpen better than yours, but I, I'm not sure that Tyone st- stacks up like body of work in Pittsburgh with all the injuries and everything. The talent was there, but um, the sneaky Zane Smith pick. I think those are the. I think that's the breaker. I think Cole Burnett and oh I don't know though. Cole Burnett might be better than Liriano. I think this is a close one. Yeah. But this is fun. Next week we'll do outfield and catcher. Pick four outfielders and a catcher. I guess you could pick three outfielders and two catchers if you wanted. These are our rules. We can do what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. All right. Um, Real quick, G-Man Choi is going to be the first Pittsburgh Pirate ever to wear number 91, and that's what I have to say to close this out. First ever, man. That's that's what you got. Yep. You got anything else? I think I'm good, man. All right. This was a lot of fun. We're gonna do this again next week with the draft. Like I said, we will. We'll stick to the outfit. Stressful. Yeah. It was a little bit. I think that's what's fun about it. Maybe I don't know. Now you have a whole week. We did already.
1: I'm already second guessing some, like one of my picks right now. Who would you have done already? Already, like for whatever reason, I did not. Bednar probably should have been there rather than hand, but I didn't pick him. The draft's over. Picks are locked. <laughs> I'll
0: have to put these in the archives. archives. <laughs> I'll have to put these in the archives. No, it's they're locked, man. They're locked. We can have regrets. It's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Everybody yeah, has regrets.
1: Yeah, no regrets.
0: No regrets. Anyway. Um Next I'm week's going to be interesting. I will put this out. I will put this out there. The reason we're recording on Friday is because I have a problem with my mixing board. It's a very small problem. It doesn't affect us recording at all, but it is, you know, an expensive piece of tech. And there is a problem with it that we've, that I'm dealing with, but I don't have to deal with it. Right. And Road is telling me, you don't have to deal with that. Well, let's, let's exchange it out. Um, I've just been with them because they're like, it takes like three to four weeks. And I'm like, I'm shut down without it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. shut down. And so, with communication, I got them. I give them the tracking. They'll send me a new one. So we're trying to rush this so I can mail it out tomorrow. Hopefully we get to record on time next week. Um, but if I don't get it, we'll try to figure it out. I don't know what it's going to look like. And if you're a YouTube watcher, um, there is a chance that you just look at a logo. i <laughs> It just okay. depends on how much time I have. Um, I know we'll be able to record the episode. Um so for those of you who are only audio um maybe we won't have some intro stuff going on. Maybe it'll be a little makeshift. Other than that, you'll get to hear the episode, the important things that you care about, hopefully. <laughs> um but anyway, that's all I have for this week and Jake, let's go, go bucks. bucks. Oh, why do we do it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> let's go bucks.
1: Thanks for listening to my dad and uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannibal coming, and let's go, Bucks.